demons who are more like vampires, heroes who breathe so hard you die, and the most adorable monster you'll ever meet. We watched Demon Slayer, and we're here to once again answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and all smiles, Flame Hashira, PJ. And me, your super, super annoying crybaby. That does eventually grow on you and seep into your heart. Skylar. That's debatable. And joining us today once again is our dear friend and messenger crow, Lauren. Hello, everybody. I am that friend who doesn't know the difference between a devil and a demon, even though I played a D&D campaign where I was explained it a lot. Well, in D&D terms, devils are what we would consider more to be demons, and demons are usually more bestial-like. They come from the abyss where devils come from the Nine House. You know, it's all pretty self-explanatory. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still somehow just (laughs) never remember. (laughs) Well, y'all, it's redo month. This month, we will be redoing our first three episodes, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and Fruits Basket, just this time with actual mics and an actual format and with new hosts. And revisiting an episode recorded but lost to the audio quality gods, My Roommate is a Cat. And today, we are having Lauren on to watch Demon Slayer as we kick off the month. Well, Lauren, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? Okay, so looking at this title, you would think that this is about, you know, maybe people who slay demons. But I was like, that seems a little on the nose. So I'm thinking this is going to be a demon drag show competition because these demons slay all day, honey. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. May the best demon win. (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh, So wait, now I I guess I want to clarify. So are the demons drag queens or is this like drag queens dressing up like demons? No, these are demon drag queens. So these demons are in a competition to decide. So what you're saying is that you are demonizing drag queens. Wow. Lauren's canceled. I remember when Casey used to get canceled all the time. Now Lauren's the (laughs) one getting canceled. I'm surprised it took this long to cancel me, to be honest with you. (laughs) Usually you're respectful. (laughs) Now, is it still hosted by Rue or do we have like a new host? We have their this their own host. Um it's kind of like the Their name is Rude. Because they're like mean demons. <laughs> rude Paul. Rude, rude Paul. They can be voiced by Rue if she so chooses, but you know, he's a busy man slash lady. So, so, you know, the host is also a demon. Uh, okay, so this demon drag show mm-hmm. uh, sounds super interesting I until bet, you yeah. maybe look at the poster and maybe your thoughts change. It absolutely didn't. It reinforced my idea that this is exactly what's about to happen. (laughs) It fits. Explain to me. Explain to me. I would love to see how your show about demons doing drag translates on this poster full of literally zero demons. Well, you see, there are the um, contestants down at the bottom. You can't see their faces or their, you know, their features. So I don't know. I don't know. Those are your drag contestants at the bottom, all the people. The humans in the middle, that's your film crew, you see? Because it's not just about the drag queens. It's about the family of the drag I show you were just going to say they're the judges. Oh, no, no. There's too many of them to be judges. And then the the person in the background, that's your host. That's like the, the rude Paul host. Yeah. Well, I hate everything you're saying. I am morally <laughs> obligated to continue with this podcast. Morally obligated. You know, not I yet guess fiscally my obligated. Own, yeah, not fiscally <laughs> obligated, that's for sure. 
So I guess I do have to continue to ask your thoughts, even though I do not want to hear them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> rude Paul. <laughs> See, it all fits. <laughs> so tell me about this man in the red mask. The mask man, that is our props master. So he's going to be around making sure that the girls are safe with whatever we give them for their musical numbers. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And what about the blonde haired boy? That is our wardrobe person. They're kind of quiet and reserved and keep to themselves, but they're very on top of their job. Okay, the person with the boar head? Aha, uh-huh, yes. That is our one of our cameraman people. Um, he's very fun-loving, and he antagonizes the props master, clearly, because he's wearing something he shouldn't be. He's wearing that boar's head mask. But uh, he's, a, he's the fun-loving cameraman person. He is the one who gets the drag transformation during the season is one of the uh, competitions that the girls have to go through. The girl in pink with a scroll in her mouth? Uh, that's our hair and makeup lady because that's a can of hairspray, obviously, clearly. So she is she has more intense energy than our wardrobe person does, but she is just as good at her job, if not better. Uh, the man with the black hair. Uh, you'd think that's a sword that he's holding. It's not. It's a boom mic. That's our audio man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about the the crimes you've committed? Against humanity Lauren, on this podcast. On right this now. podcast, so many people are holding swords. <laughs> Those are all props. That one though, that one because it goes off the poster. That one's a boom mic because he's our audio man. He's very serious. He's very commanding. Uh, and if you ever think about dropping the mic, he will absolutely murder your entire family. In uh, their union contracts, they're obligated to carry around faux swords. Well, whoever has the biggest sword carries the most respect, so. Except That's for a terrible guy, system. Guy. You could just keep <laughs> making a bigger sword. Yeah, why do you think that that cameraman has a huge sword as well? He's taking this way too seriously. And finally, our crimson-haired <laughs> boy in the center. That is our producer. Um, he is extremely efficient. He knows how to get the product out, and he keeps everyone to a very strict schedule. All right. We'll see how accurate this is. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> accurate. This is going to be a demon drag show competition that I'm about to watch and enjoy. All right. We'll see. I guess the story focuses on the camera crew a lot. Well, yeah. So is this like a behind the scenes of the Demon Drag Show? Like, are we not watching the Demon Drag Show more so the making of the Demon Drag Show? Well, if there's anything that I've learned from watching anime, it's that these can, these have the potential to go on for a very long time. So you have to cut back and forth between the drag show and then the making of the drag show. Is that what they do on RuPaul's? Yeah, sometimes you see the behind the scenes, but I think this anime will be a more even split between the two. So it's the demon drag show slash the demon drag show making of all together. All together now. All right. Well, let's see this. uh, What would be the closest equivalent to this? It's like demon drag, but like also behind the music, behind the demon drag. It's Spinal (laughs) Tap, basically. (laughs) This is Spinal Tap. This is demon drag. This is Demon Slayer. All right. Let's watch episodes one and two of Dragula. (laughs) The show that you've basically pitched is Dragula. Cease and desist from Rob Zombie. Oh no, the dra- the horror drag show. Oh, oh still season resist from Rob Zombie. So this Dragula slash behind the scenes of Dragula, uh, and we'll be right back with Lawrence. Probably very changed thoughts, so stay tuned. 
Are you weak, frail, dying of an incurable disease, or just want power for the first time in your life? Then you need Muzan's Secret Stuff. Muzan's Secret Stuff's patent-pending recipe will make you stronger, increase healing, make you immortal, and even give you magical abilities. Simply have Muzan or one of his many followers directly inject their blood into your body and you'll be running faster, jumping higher, and living life to the fullest. Warning, Muzan's secret stuff may also cause pale skin, sudden change in appearance, insatiable bloodlust, allergies to both sunlight and wisteria, and a loss of all memories that tie you to your humanity. If you experience any or all of these symptoms and would like them fixed, please speak to name Muzan and we promise nothing bad will happen to you. Don't ask your doctor if Muzan's secret stuff is right for you. Just do it. All right, we're back and we watched episodes one and two of Demon Slayer. Tell me, Lauren, what did you think? So it wasn't about a drag show. I'm still holding out hope there might be a drag queen somewhere. However... I will straight up stab you with one of these swords, Lauren. What are the fake swords? There's so many swords. There's so many swords. It's true. There's so many weapons to choose from. But I really liked it. It, you know, went against my prediction, but it made me feel a lot of emotions it was really it was a journey and let's find out how that journey came to be by going through some housekeeping so demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba is based off the manga of the same name by koyoharu gotoge that ran in a weekly shonen jump from february 2016 to march 2020 for 23 volumes there are a few spin-off manga including Gyotomiyoka Gaiden and Kyojuro Rengoku Gaiden, which follow their titular characters, and Kimetsu no Aima, which, you guessed it, is a chibi version of the anime. Aww. The anime adaptation was directed by Haruo Sotozaki and done by Studio Ufo Table for Fuji TV, running from April 2019 to present, with 29 total episodes so far and season 2 having just kicked off a few weeks ago. The anime film Mujin Train released October 2020 and was the highest grossing film of all 2020 and the highest grossing Japanese film and anime film of all time. In addition to all of this, there are three light novels, a recently released video game, two stage plays, and a ride and mini land, including a restaurant and gift shop at Universal Studios Japan. All told, Demon Slayer is one of the top 100 highest grossing media franchises of all time, with many anime surpassing it, but for an IP so new it's an impressive feat, being ranked higher than properties such as Twilight, Digimon, Fortnite, and X-Men. Good for them. With that, let's jump into episode 1 and 2. Tanjiro Kamada leaves his family in their mountain home to sell charcoal. His siblings beg to go with him, but their mother points out they just slow him down and he ensures them they'll spend time together when he gets back. He lied. When Tanjiro arrives at the town, they welcome him and he does small tasks to help the townspeople. By the time he has sold all of his charcoal, the nighttime has already fallen. As he heads home, Saburo, an elderly man who has lost his family, sternly instructs Tanjiro to spend the night in his home. He warns Tanjiro to never travel at night since there are man-eating demons roaming the land. When Tanjiro returns home the following morning, he smells blood and discovers his entire family has been massacred. He finds that his younger sister, Nezuko, is still warm to the touch and he tries to take her to the town for medical treatment. Tanjiro slips and falls into the snow on his back, but when he tries to carry Nezuko again, she transforms into a demon and attacks him. While Tanjiro tries to fend her off, Gyo Tomioka arrives and attempts to decapitate Nezuko, only for Tanjiro to pull her out of the way. He pleads with Gyu that Nezuko would never harm anyone and that there was an unknown son at his home who might have been the culprit. However, Gyo dismisses his excuses and explains that Nezuko had transformed into a demon after her wounds were contaminated with demon blood and that she is hungry and will eat humans. Tanjiro says that he will cure Nezuko and begs to have her life spared, but this infuriates Gyo, causing him to berate Tanjiro for his weak demeanor and resolve. Gyu stabs Nezuko, which causes Tanjiro to take action. He tries his best to attack, but is ultimately knocked unconscious. When she sees Tanjiro lying unconscious at her feet, Nezuko escapes from Gyu's grasp and runs to him. 
Gyu looks on in despair as he believes that she is about to eat him, but is stunned to see that she's protecting her brother. Nezuko attacks Gyu, but he questions her odd behavior and ends up knocking her unconscious instead of killing her. Tanjiro dreams of his family apologizing for leaving him and his mother entrusting him to look after Nezuko. When Tanjiro awakens from his dream, Nezuko has returned to him, and Gyu tells him to see a man named Sakonji Orokodaki at the foot of Mount Sagiri. The siblings return home to bury the rest of the Kamado family and leave hand in hand to embark on their journey. Tanjiro buys a straw basket, planning to carry Nezuko in it so they can keep heading to Mount Sagiri during the day and keep her out of the sun. That night, they find a temple, but Tanjiro smells blood and they burst inside to find a demon feeding on several humans. The demon attacks Tanjiro while Nezuko stares at the human body, salivating. However, as Tanjiro cries for help, Nezuko turns away and kicks the demon's head off. The body attacks Nezuko while the head attacks Tanjiro. After disabling the head, he pursues Nezuko and knocks the demon body off a cliff. The old man, mentioned by Gyu, Sakunji Urukodaki, prevents Tanjiro from stabbing the pinned head as that is not enough to kill it, but Tanjiro hesitates to smash it. Urukodaki sees the hesitation and kindness and begins to see Tanjiro as a lost cause. The sun rises and the demon is vaporized. Urukodaki berates Tanjiro and he warns him that letting Nezuko kill an innocent is the worst possible thing he could do and tests him to see if he is fit to be a member of the Demon Slayer Corps. After going for a long run, he has Tanjiro leave Nezuko in a cabin and climb a mountain. He tells Tanjiro to make it down before sunrise. The mountain is booby-trapped, though, and Tanjiro uses his sense of smell to find the booby-traps which saw the scent of the person who laid them, letting him return in time. Orokodaki recalls the letter he received from Gyu about the siblings and Gyu's request he train them. He accepts Tanjiro as a student, and that's episode one and two of Demon Slayer. So much happened. Yeah. It's called exposition, baby. Baby. Set up, baby. <laughs> I absolutely love just the balance of sorrow and comedy this anime has the ability to like just tackle it's amazing and i love it (laughs) unfortunately for the two episodes you don't get that much comedy you get some in episode two oh yeah when he's trying to like pay him for his basket that was so funny he like assaults that man with change (laughs) the guy's like no really you don't have to pay for this it's an old beat up basket he's like you can't take my money it was so funny well then it like literally he like slams it in his hand so hard it like hurts (laughs) (laughs) and after such a heavy first episode it was really nice to have that lightness so if that continues that's super cool yeah so like let's talk like so this is an insanely heavy anime so Mm. Already you have just like the sweetest boy on earth, Tanjiro. Like his he's such a good son, a good mm-hmm, brother, a mm-hmm. good like person. You know, like sibling parent. Yes. Uh and just a good person. Like everyone in the town loves him. His siblings love him. His mother loves him. Everyone loves this sweet, sweet boy. Sweet, sweet boy. Of course, what would you do with a sweet, sweet boy other than upend their entire life? And murder their entire family. Like, just the true sorrow in his voice, when in his screams, when he's, like, seeing his entire family just bloodied and murdered. I mean, even before we saw his reaction, when we were going back to his house, and you saw all of the family just gone. Uh, you, The anime does a really good job with the music, with the visuals of making you feel the sorrow, too. Like, I felt awful for this little boy. It was really heartbreaking to kind of jump ahead obviously in like episode two when like he's knocked unconscious and the spirits of his family are just like we're sorry we left you oh my and god literally like, literally PJ and immediately I, started crying pj and oh. i literally turned each other just like tears fucking streaming down our face like chills oh. all over our body and like rightfully so it's so emotional it's like it's so interesting that 
just that subtle part of it. Like, we weren't crying when he was screaming in agony of, you know, seeing his dead family, but just Mm -hmm. them apologizing that he has to be by himself. It's just so fucking sad. They clearly loved each other a lot. They were really close. And, you know, now they're not. (laughs) Except Nezuko's still there. So it's kind of okay. Yeah, and when Nezuko was, like, attacking him at first, and then, like, he starts crying, but then, like, he looks up and she's crying, because she's like, why am I doing this? It's like, oh, God. Which like, is obviously like your first hint that like you know she's different. not all demon. She you know she's not like other girls. She's not like, not like other girls. Other girls. <laughs> Speaking of that though, I love when she shrinks herself down and it's just like the runs cutest about. thing on earth. She's adorable. She's constantly insanely adorable to begin with, but when she like shrinks herself down, it's so cute. When she's just kind of half sticking her face out of the basket, I was like. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, my God. So I do. I have a question because the um, the expert demon slayer, I would assume, uh, in the first episode was saying that she's going to try to eat a human, but she hasn't yet. So is it the second she be she eats a human, she'll get like fully demonized? No, or, it, okay. it theoretically is like an immediate tra- transformation. She is a very unique case. Got it. Okay. And obviously she's hungry enough for it, but she is clearly retained some of her humanity. I think there is definitely something where like if she were to eat a human, she would probably like just go feral. Mm-hmm. But even outside of that, most demons cannot control their hunger at all. So not to say I do agree. I think if she were to eat a human, yeah, the full demonization, she's like long gone. Mm-hmm. But that said, the fact that she even can withstand not eating humans is impressive. Because it theoretically is, I mean, it's their life source. If they don't Mm -hmm. eat humans, they die. Yeah, that's fair. As we go through it, like, like, the little things, like, I just love the, like, that everyone in the town is like, oh my god, Tanjiro, you're here. We love you, Tanjiro. But I love the (laughs) guy who's like, Tanjiro, you're here. Please tell this woman who has clearly been beating me that I did not break this plate. (laughs) (laughs) She has been beating me for breaking this plate. I am bloodied. Visibly oh bloodied. Hey, well, he hey, has that. What? She's got a business to run, and he has a really, really strong nose. And the second he's like, "Oh, this smells like a cat," she's like, "Oh, okay." And the guy's like, "Okay, apologize." Listen, it's a kitty. You can't do anything to a kitty. But that little man, I don't know, could have been him. It wasn't. Let's talk about how Tanjiro has the hardest head. Oh, also- Tanjiro, canonically, just the hardest head in anime. <laughs> Oh my just, god, that uh, was just a, a rock under that thing. He's got a steel plate. Oh, it's <laughs> concussions. Insane. No ma'am. No ma'am. That was funny when the demon was like, What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Why <laughs> is your head so general, hard? Like, uh, it's so funny. It's <laughs> <Just>, like <laughs> the demon is so incompetent. Like, I like that the second they arrive, he's like, Hey, this is my turf. Get out of here. Wait a minute. Are you two humans? <laughs> <laughs> like he's so incompetent in like every way and like <laughs> when uh he gets his head chopped off mm-hmm. and he's like hey <laughs> don't do that <laughs> and then when he's like pinned to the tree as like the head with hands he's mm-hmm. like hey let me out of here i'm gonna get you <laughs> he was just <laughs> just hurling insults at them from his little tree i don't know i just think that he's gone on question for so long he's gotten lazy and then these siblings came at him and he was not prepared to have his ass handed to him but there's also like <laughs> slayers also- out there right because yeah completely was it Gyu? is that his name yeah, yeah yes 
yeah, Giyu showed up in the first episode amazingly competent at his job. So I don't know why this demon got so lazy, but he did. Well, you also have to think, though, and I mean, obviously you don't know this, but there's mm. a lot of demons, only a handful of demon slayers. So they're outnumbered. Yeah. They're out, outgunned. Outmanned. Outmanned. <laughs> outnumbered. Outplanned. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Is that is that the Demon Slayer musical? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. Demon oh, Slayer the musical. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, someone please make a mashup of that part in Guns and Ships leading straight into boom, boom, boom. Tanjiro just has an insanely powerful nose. Like yeah. uh, Inuyasha almost. Where him like he's like, I can smell blood. I'm like, okay, Inuyasha. But then it got really sad. So people, um, <laughs> uh, this is like, obviously like you don't have this context, but people love, and I think it's an inaccurate comparison. People love being like, Demon Slayer is just modern Inuyasha. And I feel like it's like, uh, it's like a miss. It's just people b- like being dumb because mm-hmm. people are like, look, you have human, half demon, half human, kind of. But Demon <laughs> Slayers. <laughs> but it's completely. I mean, I can I see agree. Like, some I agree. I'm but... just saying, like, you have touched on a nerve here. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry, um, anime community, for <laughs> stumbling into this. Yeah, no, but it, it's a comparison that comes up a lot. And I'm always like, you're wrong, though. What? As someone who's watched all of both, you're wrong. I was prepared for Lauren's prediction to be. Um, Upon looking at the poster, like, oh, that's Sango. Oh, that's Sango. Oh, that's Sango. Oh, that's Kuhaku. Skylar, that would have involved Lauren taking the prediction seriously. Yes, Lauren. so rude. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was out of the box. It was, you didn't see it coming. And that's what I go for. Out Out of of the the box. box. (laughs) Skylar hitting her mic for bass. (laughs) What else would you hit for base? <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> uh, you know what I also really like is just that Tanjiro is like literally good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> but he's such a pure boy. It, well, yeah. Like he's able, like, you know, the guy's like, hey, thanks for like replacing my sliding door the other day. And he's like able to like basket weave with like the bamboo. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can make a basket out of this. Like, yeah, I can just fix this basket. And, you know, he's like, you know, he's uh, he's good at selling charcoal. He's good at smelling. He he's good at having the hardest head in the he's world. He's good at having, ha- <laughs> having the hardest head. And he's also like a master strategist. Like that shit where he he almost like took off Gyu's head. Oh, with the fucking God, hatchet. With the axe. I, That's that so was sexy. one of the coolest bits of animation i'd ever seen that like whole fight sequence with them i was like this is so you just wait this let's just talk about how gorgeous this anime is well hey this anime is animated gorgeously and episode one and two is like an aperitif to the main course this anime just is like one of the best animated things i've ever watched in my life it's so visually stunning and the story complements it too, right? It's not like it's kind of um, inundated where there were some cool anime scenes, animation scenes, but it really was kind of ugly and the story was compelling. This, they complement each other. I mean, like, and yeah, it completely does. And I mean, there's always something to kind of say, like, obviously being popular doesn't make you good. But I mean, the fact that 
this anime has a movie. Anime movies do okay. They're doing better these days. It is literally the highest grossing Japanese film of all time. Mm-hmm. I do remember this coming up in Bar Trivia uh, a lot over the pandemic because we played a lot of Bar Trivia because what else are you going to do? Yeah. But like remote <laughs> Bar yeah, Trivia. Remote Bar Trivia. Yeah. It was literally uh, people drinking trivia. beer in front of their computers. It literally was. Yeah. Just a Zoom call every Monday. That was fun. It was fun. But anyway. I did I was uh, I did have my round which was to weeb or not to weeb, which was <laughs> questions on anime Shakespeare or both. <laughs> and I did have a round. question on Demon Slayer Mugen Train because it had just surpassed it had just become the highest grossing film of 2020 at the time. So cool. Rightfully so. Yeah, and I think it had become the most successful anime film of all time. I assume that the movie just keeps on the trajectory of this oh, anime. Yeah, and the it's... amount of times, like literally, I remember going to theaters because it came out a few months later in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember leaving the theater with Skylar just being like, God, I don't know if I've cried or laughed that hard at a movie in a long time. Yeah, it literally, again, just that perfect, perfect balance of comedy and sorrow and just making you feel things. And literally, I cried so fucking hard in that theater. But it wasn't just us. It was literally everyone. And we also laughed <laughs> so fucking hard. Well, then, no wonder it's the highest grossing. It sounds sounds very successful in my book. And I feel like this also, I'm not sure if it actually started with this, but I feel like this really has taken a turn for anime movies. Because most anime movies are just not uh, not canon to the mm. plot of the actual anime, whereas this was like a condensed season two. Oh, that's interesting. Granted, season two is going to be this movie, but all, you know, like more context and over a lot more episodes. So I think that's really interesting, but I really do like it too. It's very interesting uh, because this is like a trend that's come up because the same thing happened with Dragon Ball Super, where we had the two films, which were Dragon Ball Resurrection of F, uh, Dragon Ball Battle of Gods, and then Dragon Ball Super, the series got greenlit, and then the first two seasons were Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F basically stretched out uh, a lot longer. And I didn't mind because it was like, oh, we get the same story, but like bigger, bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get it longer. Also, you know, I will say this is like a completely separate off note. Demon Slayer is actually really rare and not insanely rare. I want to clarify, but it's really rare that it has. I think it is maybe one of the first insanely huge anime to have a non-binary creator. Oh, really? Uh, Because Koyohare Gotoge, I think, is I I don't know if they're like like they were born female, uh, which is Mm. already, again, huge for a insanely popular shonen anime to have a female creator and a lot of people assume they're female because of that but their editor has stated that they do prefer they them pronouns okay okay uh which i don't know i think that's super cool it's uh because like i don't know to have like a non-binary creator or at least a a creator that doesn't identify doesn't prefer to have feminine pronouns expounded to them Mm -hmm. have like one of the most popular manga of all time i don't know is for such a a boys conservative club. culture and boys club culture that anime is it's really impressive yeah, yeah no it's beautiful I hope that continues and we continue to get more diversity i'm not obviously not going to go into it but i have read all of the manga it is over i do know how this this wonderful story ends uh, many tears many wonderful things and 
Gotoge was so, has like this very sweet note. So basically, there was an ending, and the ending was good. Uh, but like, uh, and I mean, like the the series ending was good, but like the prologue, I guess, was just good. Could have mm. been great, but it was just good. But then Gotoge, like a few months later, came out with like a kind of revised ending, almost like a revised prologue. It was a mm-hmm. lot better, like so good. And Gotoge kind of had this like, hey, like I'm sorry that like my story wasn't perfect and everyone was like what are you talking about this is literally like one of the greatest anime stories of all time you are <laughs> okay, insane seriously but like i don't know like gotoge is not super rare but is kind of rare in the fact that like no one actually knows what gotoge looks like gotoge has never really made like public appearances oh my god this is like l from death note kind of also in the beginning there's another uh manga creator mangaka who wears is it a chicken mask or a cow mask it's the chicken mask it's the creator of beastars yeah ah i think you're right yeah which you know because it's like i'm not saying like the mangaka are like the celebrities of their world at all but you know you do get some notoriety and a lot of japanese community is very much like i just want to say to myself Mm -hmm. and especially like I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this, Lord. These are just like people that wanted to tell a story. They do not want to be famous. One hundred percent. They just want to tell their story and like move on with their lives. Yeah. On <laughs> so to they're the like, next. Thank so you. they just like will use pen names or they'll they'll like never really reveal themselves. Like, there's plenty of mangaka that you you know what they look like. I I could pick Akira Toriyama out of a crowd. I could pick Otasan out of a crowd. The creator of One Piece. Because, like, I've seen them in so many interviews. I mean, Junji Ito is the sweetest man on Earth, and I could pick him <laughs> out of any crowd on Earth. But, Fucking like... Fucking Crunchyroll has a hold And I love Junji every Ito. second of it. But that said, like, there's a, there's a lot of creators that just kind of want to tell their story and live a normal life, mm-hmm. and I respect that. Yeah, good for them. Especially when this is um, doing so well, and you could so easily be in the limelight, yeah. you know, to still want that quiet existence... And I love that, like, it doesn't span too long, you know? Well, I will say, and I mean, this isn't, like, spoiler, spoiler, but it's, like, a little bit of a spoiler. Episode one to, like, episode four, I think, cover, like, two, three years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it's really all of the exposition to, like, they don't make you wait, like, a whole season for Tanjiro to get good at this. Like, they kind of are like, yeah, 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 we know he's going to get good good at at this. this. Let's let's give it to you in the most exciting and palatable, but also profound way possible. Because even with that, like, quick time skip, you feel every moment of it. Like, it's so well done. Yeah, seriously. That's awesome. I like that, too. Sometimes it can drag when you're watching the hero get good at becoming a hero. Like, I just want to watch them beat the bad guys. Yeah. But- Get good, Tanjiro. And he's like, I fucking did. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. And you have felt <laughs> all of my journey, too. Oh, so, God. like, calm down. Something that I, like, mention a lot, especially when I'm watching it with PJ, is, like, look at the details of his hands. They're, like, permanently marked up. Like, he's mm. just animated with, like, calloused and pocked hands. It's. I love it. He's a working and is boy. It a, is it like a birthmark on his forehead? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I you learn so. more about it as you go, obviously. I could literally answer any question you have about this because I have read the entire story, but I will not. <laughs> I <laughs> appreciate you, it. Uh, but it is obviously like it does come up and it is kind of a birthmark, kind of not. You You get into it. I have my own theories, but I'll be quiet just in case. <laughs> also... 
Tanjiro out here with the sickest earring game in the world. Oh my yeah. god, when he's fighting too, they're just like, oh, it was incredible. And they stayed in place. So he's got a whole vibe going. I appreciate it. Yeah, and when it's like uh when he's like walking through the snow at the beginning of the show, unrelated but related, the snow looks so real. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, I can't believe how far we've come animation wise. Because I've been watching some of the the classics of anime with you guys, the the journey the animation has come on to give us something like this is really cool to see. And it doesn't look awkward. So often, no. anime will like superimpose like real scenes in the background for some reason, like live actions, like just footage. Hmm. And uh, weird textures, and a lot of times they'll do like computer animated, and just it looks like a video game, and it looks gross. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can make this so realistic looking while also still being true to the style, yeah, fluid and blend so beautifully is just like, oh, thank God, this is gorgeous, and I love it. This is how you do it, and this is how you do it well. Yeah, take note, everybody else. And speaking of doing it and doing it well. We have to, have to, have to talk about the music of mm-hmm. Demon Slayer Kimetsune Aiba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were watching it last night, when he's talking to his family, you know, before to go, you know, before going and selling coal. Right. Um, I just noticed how epic and optimistic the music is during their whole interaction. It's not very epic. Mm. It's just very like bubbly and optimistic. No, it it's it sounds pretty epic, PJ. What? And I even mentioned it last night. I was like, oh my god, I've never noticed the music. You know, the first time we watched it, or the second time we watched this. Yeah, it's but very good. The background music is very well done. I, yeah, I agree. I never really noticed it the first time around because I was just so engrossed in what was happening. Mm-hmm. I noticed it um, when he was running down the mountain away from the traps. That music was really sick um but yeah no for the most part i didn't notice it notice it but i knew it was there because it did make me feel things right like i was feeling the right emotions at the right times and i'm like this has to do with like music and visuals but i'm so distracted by what's happening that i'm not really paying attention to it oh when he finally makes it down the mountain and he's like just covered in blood and takes like a little nap i'm like you deserve it you do for you You take a nap, sweet boy. (laughs) At the end of episode one, you get the intro, intro Mm. to this anime, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I think it's time we uh, talk about it. So let's talk about (laughs) that opening song, which is Gurenge by Lisa. Lauren, tell me what you thought about that opening. It was incredible. There is this rise and fall throughout the song, and it is such a fun time. I loved all the instrumental pieces that were in it. One of the top anime intros I've ever seen, which I know is a limited amount right now, but 
It was so strong. It's not a bad, I mean, Kawaii award winning <laughs> intro song, Gurenga by Lisa, was our, it was our winner for best OP, our first Kawaii awards, because it just, it slaps astronomically. It is one of the greatest, mm. so- one of the greatest anime OPs of all time, in my opinion. It just hits in such, in all the right ways. I mean, Lisa, mm-hmm. truly the master of the anime OP, in my opinion, because she has had so many bangers in her time. Mm. Uh, such as the Sword Art Online OP. And, I mean, even the outro to this, which we'll get to in a minute, but Lisa just really gets how to sing a song. Yes. Literally, Casey. Um, he was really pushing for um, Yuri and Ice, the theme song to that. While it's great and fantastic and I love it, but I was very like, no, Demon Slayer's the best OP and we are fighting and we had to leave it to the fans to vote for which one was the best and they did not let me down. They <laughs> voted correctly. <laughs> I'm glad that you all voted for what I wanted. But no, I mean, I not haven't for seen- what I wanted. For the correct answer. For the, right. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, for sure. No, um, I can't speak as confidently to Yuri on Ice because I haven't listened to the full OP. But this, this was incredible. There's not a ton to say about Gurenge that has not already been said. It really just hits all the right notes. It is one of the highest selling anime OPs. Even triple outside, platinum. Triple platinum. <gasps> it, it, Good it, for them. It makes it. It sells and it slaps. That's so exciting. But then let's move on then uh, to talk about our outro song, which is From the Edge by Fiction Junction featuring Lisa. Lauren, what did you think of that? I'm so glad it uh, had the same vocalist because when I was picking my artist, I was like, she sounds the same. Okay, it is the same. I really enjoyed it. It starts off kind of in that lulling, come down sort of thing. And then it jumps right back into a version of the OP, in my yeah. opinion. Um, mm-hmm. It really keeps with it's the theming. It's very different, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I mean, almost yeah. completely different genres. PJ and I were talking about how like we could not remember oh, yes. uh, the outro because just the OP overshadows it so vastly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is definitely a really great OP for different anime. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, like, hard confession. I literally could not for the life of me remember what this sounded like. I've watched every episode that exists, which is just, you know, like the 20 something. And I feel I think I skip it every time. Not because it's bad, but I'm just like, yes, give me the next episode. episode. Give me the next episode. Give me the next episode. But I never skip that intro. And I think this song is great. It's really good. It suffers Mm. from being next to a and um, the perfect like one of the best ops of all time sure because it's kind of like if you were like you know i don't know you went to like ucla and graduated like summa cum laude in like you know biochemistry and then like your brother went to like harvard law and is like a supreme court judge you're cool you're like great most parents you'd be like the kid they brag about you're not in this family you know (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Aw. 
we have those siblings listening to this and they're just looking at each other and now they know the truth that one of them is loved more than the other it's true every parent will say that they love their kids equally they don't <laughs> oh my god anyway oh, it's true um, <laughs> uh it's just true as someone with a lot of siblings i am very aware of the truth of this statement well yeah i just told you about my realization with my parents and who's the favorite yeah i'll tell you skylar and i neither of us are the favorites in our family it's true <laughs> that's sad i'm so sorry i, I mean it's fine that's just you again, guys are my favorites in my book hey yay but regardless, let's actually talk about From the Edge. I think it's really good. Like, I'm going oh, to sure. now turn off the Gurenge switch in my brain. Mm. Outside of Gurenge, this is a phenomenal outro. I really like the, like, melodic, gothic, gothic operaness, which we get a lot in anime, right? They love that style. Well, right, yeah. Because I feel like the amount of times I've said melodic goth opera on this anime, on this podcast, <laughs> you could, like, take a shot, you know? But... <laughs> It's it's really good. And I honestly, I'm kind of sad I've skipped it for so long because like listening back to it now, I'm like, wow, this is really good. And I've just kind of been missing out on it. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. I do agree that the the intro is much stronger, but I still enjoy the outro a lot. And I enjoy that it has similar theming to the intro so they don't feel separate. You know, it feels like it's all a part of the same story and the same world. For sure. It's just, again, I feel like me saying that this is an amazing OP for a different anime really says it all. It is so cute and so pretty, and I love it. And the visuals paired with it are gorgeous. And it gives Mm -hmm. you just like a completely different glimpse. And it does do like that typical anime slowdown to like give you a breather without coming down too far you know what i mean oh for sure yeah i would agree with that it's kind of like an inuyasha like ending where it's amazing it's fantastic it just it's not better than the oak mm. which it should like how it should be in inuyasha, inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> maybe take some notes bitch <laughs> oh my god Oh, God. All right. Well, I think it's time then that we move to what will probably be one of the hardest versions of this I've ever had for me personally, which is what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you kick us off with Gurenge? So I did a lot of research for this because uh, my music knowledge is very limited and Skylar and PJ know so much about music. (laughs) So they would need like to work on the the band part of it but for the intro i said tonight alive could at least do the vocals justice who okay tonight alive i don't know if i've ever heard of this band what what i found someone you don't know yeah i've listened i just listened to their top three songs never heard of this band in my life oh my (laughs) god never heard a single one of their songs no nothing apparently one of them was in spider-man good for them this is a, the, one of their songs is in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Never heard it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but listening to them, I agree. Good choice, Lauren. Okay, thank you. Phenomenal choice, <laughs> I, Lauren. I was I just always assume that any music, anytime, I'm just gonna say it, you both will be like That's usually yes true. No. I'm usually I'm usually the one like I'm very well music first. Apparently not tonight alive though. Oh my god. <laughs> you get extra credit for stumping me on an artist. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good for oh you. Oh my 
god oh my god I didn't think this day would ever come. But you guys have um, recorded this episode before. So are you so, doing a brand new We artist? actually didn't have a What Modern Contemporary Artist segment back then. Right. Because again, oh. the point of doing our redo month is we were so different back then. Yeah, our formats completely changed. For Demon Slayer, we only watched episode one. That's it. We were just doing the pilot. For My Hero, we watched episode one and episode three. Mm. And like, you know, our format was so different. I mean, we would talk about the anime as we went. So I would bring up like a plot point and then we would talk about it, bring up next plot point. We would talk about it like our format has really developed uh, over time. Uh, and that's why I wanted to do redo month is because, I mean, we didn't even have like this segment. Our entire podcast format was different. Our audio quality was real bad. <laughs> uh, and honestly, <laughs> me and Skylar still have the same mics. Casey just had a really bad mic. And also, episode one and maybe episode two, I still didn't know how to work Audacity super well. So we recorded them sure. like on Zoom. Mm. so there's a lot yeah. of a lot of things that looking back on it, it's like, oof, that's that's rough. And of course, we came so like hard out of the gate. So like all the most popular anime like today are our worst quality and worst episodes. Yes. So Got it. uh, it's also strategic. <laughs> so now you guys get to pick artists. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I, that's why it was especially hard because I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll cheat and go back and pick my old artist. And I was like, oh, no, we didn't have this segment yet. Last oh night, I was very like, okay, pick an artist, then go pair it up with what, you know, you originally picked. I was listening to it and I was like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, so, Skylar, who did you go with for Gurenge? I got stuck between three people and like... Mm. I'm just like, I'm too afraid to say, because we just will, well, 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 that's a stupid answer. <laughs> Why did he become New York all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was New York? I thought it was like the Midwest. Um, <laughs> also, PJ's not from the Midwest. <laughs> Skylar and accents is one of my favorite things about her. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I ultimately went with Skylar Gray. Oh wow, mm-hmm. Skylar picking a Skylar. Boo, that's playing. They yeah, gotta that's a great stick choice. together. That's a great choice. I feel like Skylar mm-hmm, Gray, mm-hmm. Skylar Gray could totally pull this off. Yeah, especially vocally. Yeah, mm-hmm. vocally, I do think she would need to be paired with a band. Skylar Gray on her own wouldn't do this song, but she would totally feature on a song like this. Okay, mm-hmm. you give me some things to think about. I will come back. Uh, no, I think I think that's good. I personally went with Flyleaf. I literally was like, someone's going to choose either Paramore or Flyleaf. And I'm just glad I was right. I don't think this is Paramore. I do think this no. is Flyleaf. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not saying it is Paramore. I'm just, uh, I was just like, well, they're rock and they're girls. Honestly, I thought Lauren was going to choose Paramore because she's not musically versed. <laughs> I, but you know what? She I went for it. There. And she And she soared. <laughs> Uh, all right, I love all of those choices. I mean, obviously, we would all for very strongly vocal females, right? Uh, with a rock edge. <laughs> so let's move <laughs> on then to our closing song, which is "From the Edge" by Fiction Junction. Uh, Lauren, who'd you pick for that? I went with "Against the Current." Okay, I. Mm, you have like a song that made you feel that way. I did. Yeah. Um. It was "Lullaby." It was on one of their more recent albums and i was like listening to songs i was like maybe kind of and then i hit lullaby and i was like okay i feel a little more confident in picking them okay listening to lullaby i feel like 
I wouldn't pick all against the current. I wouldn't like. I I feel like I was like mm, against the current's an okay choice. It's pretty good. Lullaby makes it a very good choice. It's it's, it's a very solid choice. Lullaby okay. kill. Lullaby goes for this. So it's not like a gun to the head. No, it is not a gun to the head situation. They could totally pull it off. They would need a full coral, um, like a full chorus behind but even, them. But that's easy yeah, to choir, edit in you. in Pro Tools, you know. That is, yeah, you know, just always having a choir behind you, easy. Yeah, ready. I I don't love. I uh, I guess I want to say I do love my choice. I think it's a good choice. I know that they don't exactly sound like them, but I really feel like vibe wise, they really capture it. Uh, I went with the Cure. <gasps> the Cure. Okay. Oh yeah, my God. I like it. I, I think know they them. do a good job. <laughs> I personally know them. Santa, he's coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> you're good friends with the cure that's so impressive oh my you god you should have led with that lauren's uncle is robert smith of the cure oh, you god. guys don't make that public knowledge <laughs> <laughs> no that's a really good choice i yeah i, I think like that it. they could do good with this yeah yeah uh, what about you skylar closes out um i went with poppy because she's so versatile oh, i don't even know i didn't think of poppy that's such a good choice fuck i know she knows japanese her voice could match up to Lisa's like perfectly. Oh wow! And we go from the edge to from Jesus to Christ. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> she would not disagree. Uh, oh God. God, no! All phenomenal choices. Uh, a solid, solid uh, little uh, selection from all of us. Yay! Uh, I love it. We're going to love it even more when we continue talking about this after we watch some additional context clips. So we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. Thanks. A decadent scent meant to drive your lover wild and to drive demons away. Wisteria. The scent of passion, decadence, and pure survival. Wisteria. When they devour your very soul, when you have nothing left to surrender, you'll wish you had it then. Wisteria. In a world of demons, those who wear Wisteria are ruler. Wisteria. Tantaro Kamada's Wisteria. Survive. Find it wherever trees are present. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional demons, some additional big daddies, and some additional Michael Jackson impersonators. <laughs> After all of that, Lauren, tell me, what do you think of Demon Slayer? I get it. I get why everyone loves it. This is uh, this is a really cool anime. Yeah, I mean, a, I mean, it's so good. I'm not a huge manga person. I read mangas a lot in like middle school and stuff, but mm. I usually tend to watch anime. Only when an anime truly, truly grips me do I then be like, I'm just going to blaze past this and read the manga. Mm-hmm. And Demon Slayer was one of the ones that I was like, no, I'm just going to read the manga. I cannot wait to read to watch what the rest of the story is. I just have to read it, I guess. <laughs> I just have to read it, I guess, like some kind of plebe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like some advanced, you know, because they're better than me. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to Demon Slayer, I'm better than everyone else. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Hot take. <laughs> But regardless, yeah, I love this story, the setting, the characters, everything is so good. And obviously we tried to be 
a little minimal. Like, honestly, we didn't show you as much as of the amazingness as we could because we we're very hopeful of a, a specific <laughs> result. But we'll see. Right, right, uh, right. And yeah. But yeah, no, I love this anime. It's beautiful. It has a compelling story. I love all the characters I've seen so far. It's a good yeah. time. This anime is definitely in my top favorites. It's so amazing. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, makes me laugh and it same. makes me cry. <laughs> and cry laugh and speaking of that though lauren you said the characters are compelling did you end up with a favorite character through everything oh i'm so torn because nezuko is so cute but i really i only saw him once but i love giyu and i, I don't know and he's, he's cool yeah. he's Gyu's so great. cool he's just and he so takes cool. a chance oh exactly he's the whole reason the siblings are like set up for this journey so and are alive and are alive it's true so i really like him uh my favorite character it's complicated so if we're going throughout the entire series all the way from beginning to end my favorite character um is probably inosuke if we're talking the anime uh up to now it's probably rengoku all right skylar Who's your favorite character? So for the longest time, it was Sabito. I fucking Mm. love him. You don't see him until... I literally meet him the next episode. He's in episode three. Yeah, you meet him only in episode three and I think four. Mm-hmm. And like he's gone, and literally the scene with Nitsu like doing his sleeping form, yeah, sealed him as my favorite character. Literally, when you first start watching the show, you're like, God damn, he's so so fucking annoying, and like to the point where it's sometimes upsetting. And like up to that point, and you like get some backstory and everything, you just fucking love him. You can't help it. Oh, yeah. Every character, and I mean like every character that has any significance to the story, has such a rich backstory that you get. Like every Hashira, fucking Muzan, Inosuke, everyone. You get such a rich, well-built backstory for each character. I love that. Always so good. But Zenitsu, he's my babe. I love him so much. He's your babe. I love that. Well, we have then our three favorite characters, all different, but just because we've all seen a different amount of this anime. Yeah. With all of that said, then, I think we're at the point where we are going to have to... We're, we're, we're going to see if, Lauren, you have what it takes to make it into the Demon Slayer core. Oh, no. So, I know that you're a little scared of like the demons very so i have asked special permission from the hashira to see if i can give you like a modified version of the test okay so normally you will have to slay a few demons to prove that you have the the what it takes right Uh right but I did, you know, pull some strings. I know some people and I will just have a one question uh, essay, a one a one question test for you. And if you get the question right, you pass and you become a full fledged member of the Demon Slayer Corps. Well, this is exciting. So, Lauren, your mm-hmm. one question is, will you keep watching Demon Slayer? I will keep watching Demon Slayer. There's only one season right now, right? Season right. Two just started. It just started. Yeah. So I'm like right at that good place where I can catch up quickly and then just keep watching as things come out so like why not this is really good i'm having a good time and it was literally so difficult Lauren, to not put in more context clips just because they're (laughs) so gorgeous and beautiful and it was so hard so i just cannot wait for you to watch all of it so we could talk about it (laughs) yeah i'm 
thank you for having faith in me because uh yeah i want to go watch this now awesome well i love to see it a kawaii success to kick off redo month yay you love to see it a good time we'll just keep the good times rolling this month Mm -hmm. but that's not the end of this episode is there an mv for that All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. All right. I do not think this exists, but I went for the vibes um, between our two siblings because they got me feeling all kinds of emotions. So I said, uh, wherever you will go by the calling. That was beautiful. I mean, thank you. Uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. there is no amv for wherever you will go by the calling to demon yet maybe someday intent uh i will say i think it's so funny that you have one of the most popular animes of all time almost almost just a slam dunk if you picked yeah. any song and you but were like not that no one. i'm gonna pick a song that i'm fairly confident doesn't exist <laughs> i was listening to a bunch of songs and i was like this one makes me the most excited even though i know it won't exist so whoever's listening to this you can make it here's an idea for you Go make this A and B. Well, unfortunately, Lauren, that is zero points in the book. Unfortunately, yeah, the worst yeah. showing of the pod. But I would like to ask a question Uh-oh. to the collected masses. Oh, Lauren said something that made me laugh earlier Just because one I thing? It, because it made me think of possibly the funniest thing that could ever exist. And I'm also fairly positive it won't exist. But do you guys think there will be an AMV for Demon Slayer Kimetsu Niyama to take a chance on me by Ava? <laughs> oh my god. Chance, I chance, want this to a be a thing. So bad. Look it up. I say, I'll say it doesn't exist, but it should. It does not, unfortunately. But the second they were like, you, you were cowards. like, Giyu takes a chance on him. And I was like, <laughs> I'll blow your mind. Take a chance it's on, on me. me. <laughs> Uh, oh god well unfortunately zero <laughs> points in the book this week but you know what just go back and listen to the original i'm sure we got some points there oh oh <laughs> but there's also a chance that there might be a point so now it's time for the super secret not so secret bonus point is there an mv for demon slayer to evanescence bring me to life all right, Lauren, do you think it'll exist? Absolutely, it'll exist. Yeah, it's not even... I literally don't even need to search it. I know it exists. Of course it exists. <laughs> you look and it doesn't. No, Probably I like did several search hundred it just times in over. case, and there are a bajillion of them. Yeah, right. there you uh, go. Uh, uh, right. Uh, uh, maybe just shy of a bajillion. What is just shy of a bajillion? I'm curious. A bajillion, which is a measure of unit to determine how many Amelia Bedelias can fit inside of something. Damn oh, it. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Such an oddly specific joke. Wow. I know, but it sounds the same. 
Amelia Bedelia. You're like, hence the fucking joke. Yes. All right. Well, we got the one point in the book for Demon Slayer, a kawaii success and a successful kickoff to Redo Month. I hope our listeners enjoyed this different take on the Demon Slayer episode. Uh, I'm sure our Skylar and my thoughts were pretty similar, but definitely changed because the anime, the manga has ended since. And obviously hearing Lauren's take on it and also just being able to hear it because it's not recorded on a terrible microphone. Woo. On Zoom. A better format. And that's evolution, baby. Baby, that's gross. Don't tell the Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Charles take Darwin, it out of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with all of that said, Lauren, thank you as always for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I have a good time. I hope that you, Lauren, had a good time, but also I hope our listeners had a good time. I hope they had a fun time, a Demon Slayer time, a Dorito wearing crybaby time, a <laughs> boar's head me a boar's head deli time, uh, and a only powerful when you sleep time, and the most adorable little demon girl on earth time. Aww. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 